let me apologize in advance. I just discovered Anchor's transitions. So we, 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 we may be beginning and ending episodes with those going forwards. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Not really, but I am sorry. Welcome to another episode of A Green Index. This is our podcast on climate change issues in everyday language. Now, what, like I said in my introductory video, um, am I qualified to talk about climate change issues? A little, a little, just a little bit. I have a master's degree in natural resource management with an emphasis on climate change. And I, so I have a degree. Um, but does that qualify me? Not, not, not really, not necessarily. Um, this is something I care about. This is something I'm passionate about. So I'm going to talk about it. That, that, that is the basis of my qualifications. But I'm, I'm like the point of me having the degree was that climate change fascinated me. And like, it didn't always fascinate me because I think for a long time, my concept of climate change was melting ice caps and drifting polar bears and I was aware of sea level rise but I live in a part of the world where like none of those things are my reality so no melting ice caps no polar bears over here um and I I did not understand like what the impact of sea level rise would have on me all the way over here if the ice caps are melting all the way over there um, but in 2013, in December 2013, Christmas Eve to be exact, I witnessed what we call, what we've called going forward the Christmas Eve trough. And, um, that year I was actually out with my mother that morning. Um, we were finishing up our Christmas shopping and we were in the north of the island when we were, we were basically done with our shopping we were wrapping up when we realized that the sky was getting very very gray like it was a sudden like change from you know not just it wasn't just potential rain it looked bad and so my mother and i called my father and he came to pick us up and we we're like we're going home and by the time we got to like we got out to the north of the island um it was apparent that we were going to have some serious rain because the city was already flooded. Granted, the city, the city, um, the city, the, the, like our town city, our, our, what do you call it? Our capital city. <laughs> our capital city was already flooded. It floods um, relatively easily, but it was already pretty bad. And I remember um, passing one of my like my cousins driving on the road and in the vehicle he had a couple of my aunts um and my one of my, another cousin and the f- cousin who was driving's girlfriend they were all in the vehicle together and we passed them in town and we went home and we get home the rain continues um and we're just bracing for this rain and within a matter of hours um 
my father gets a call from that same cousin because the vehicle they're in is stranded. Basically, um, the city had become too flooded for them to continue driving around and they had to park on an incline to get out of the water. And so my father luckily had a um, four-wheel drive vehicle. And so he was able to go pick them up. And they ended up having to spend the night with us because there was no way they could have gotten home based on how flooded everywhere was. And I remember people having to sleep in their offices that night. And remember, this is Christmas Eve, like, you know, Christmas Eve. Um, People are being stranded and like trying to get to other parts of the country. It was just a nightmare. And I I was supposed to have traveled I was supposed to have traveled the next week. I was supposed to have traveled in a couple of days. And I was unable to because, um, well, I was not able to travel the day I was scheduled to travel because um, the, air, the airport was not was not functional, um, as functional as it should have been. And so for me, it was that was traumatic on several counts. It was traumatic because of the sudden onset it was traumatic because it was a trough, like not even tropical storm, not not hurricane, but like the level of the damage it caused was just ridiculous. And like we had had experienced like a severe hurricane like three years prior, but I had not been here when it happened. I was away at school, um, so this was like post the trauma of that hurricane three years prior that I had missed, I wouldn't say I missed that, but I was not there for. Um, And so you had people who were generally suffering with PTSD, um, who were triggered by this trough. And so it was rough. And another big like factor for me was that this was clear outside um, the parameters of our regular rainy hurricane season. Like hurricane season ends October. This was December. So we two months clear of hurricane season. And then there is this, not even a, just like a full, full-fledged storm, a trough, that causes like so much damage. And that immediately changed the perception of climate change for me. Because it was no longer um, melting ice caps and polar bears. This became my, um, my identifier for climate change. Where a trough could cause hurricane level damage outside of hurricane season. And I think that was what fueled me to go to go study. And that was what fueled me to want to share what I had learned. And that was what fueled me fueled me to want to make content or share content for people to know what is happening and understand what is happening as far as possible and for people to make changes like the personal changes for themselves and for people to be in a position to know what to demand of governments what kind of changes we can ask governments to make on our behalf um so that's that's the foundation for this whole podcast and so what we want to do in this episode is just start with some general definitions um I feel like that's always a good place to start. Um, when you're trying to understand something new, it, it's always good to start with a definition. It gives you a nice little concept to work with. So the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change 
This is the UNFCCC. And basically what this is, is the, the father of all climate change agreements. And in, in other episodes, we will delve into that a little bit more. But this agreement, this documentation, this document rather, um, defines climate change as a change of climate, which is attributed directly or indirectly to human activity that alters the composition of the global atmosphere and which is in addition to natural climate variability observed, observed over comparable time periods. Now, this, this definition is like a mouthful. Um, and there's several components of it that we will go through bit by bit over like you no know, several episodes. But what we want to do right now is to make climate change. We want to put aside this fancy definition that we will come back to in later episodes and like break down component by component, aspect by aspect, concept by concept. But like for today's episode, we want to make this as simple as possible. Now, one lecturer in my master's program did that for me very, very nicely. And he explained it that weather, um, weather is what happens in our atmosphere on a day-to-day basis. So he says weather, he said weather dictates or determines whether we leave the house with an umbrella in the morning because we have a forecast for rain or we look up and we see that there are clouds in the sky or it made weather may determine whether we wear a short pants or long pants um it, it's a hot day a scorcher we, we put on appropriate cloth clothing so we dress on a day-to-day basis based on the weather climate on the other hand he said was the statistics of the weather so what is the average of rainy days we have in a month what is um, what is the average of windy days we have in a month? What is the average of hot days we have in a month? So while weather determines how we dress on a daily basis or what we go with or walk with on a daily basis, climate determines how we pack to go on vacation. So it's not a matter of... Um, will it rain tomorrow where I'm going? It's generally at this time of year where I'm going, it's hot and sunny throughout this period. That's the the average of the weather in where I'm going. Um, So that's the difference. Weather has to do with what what is happening in our atmosphere on a daily basis. So how we choose today, how we choose to dress on a day-to-day basis while climate has to do with the average of the weather and so it influences how we pack when we go on vacation. Um, now, with with that understanding, um, any time there is a change in what usually happens in the weather over an extended period of time, and so we're looking at it has to be able to be measured and monitored. So um, let's say here where I live, we generally have rain in January. Like the new year usually starts with some rain. But if for the last, like, you know, several years, we notice it's no longer raining in the first few days of the year. 
that's a change we can see in the weather, right? Um, well, yeah, that's a change we can see in the weather. But if we can monitor that for several years, so somebody says, you know what, let me um, set up a, a, a project to monitor what the weather is like in January for the next 20, 30 years. And they observe that for the next 20, 30 years, it's no longer raining in January. Then we can see that climate change has taken place. So we're looking at not just melting ice caps, because that is like so that the increase in, in heat is affecting um, a consistent increase in, increase in general in general. Um, like maybe a lack of clouds, lack of rain, we have more intense heat for an extended period of time, that's a change in, in weather um, that resulted in melting ice caps. Um, well, mm, mm, mm. but it, it could also be intense tropical systems in November, which is the end of our hurricane season. And when we see that happening more consistently in a way that we can monitor it and track it, we can identify that as climate change. When we have more severe droughts during summer months, which is the middle of our hurricane season, where we usually expect to have more rain, if we can account for that happening time after time, year after year, over a period, usually the scientists look for like a 30 to 40 year period before they, they, they like, yes, we will definitely say this is climate change. Um, but yeah, when we're having more severe droughts during the summer, like, yes, that is the hotter time of year, but it's also our hiking season where we anticipate that we're going to have more rain. So when we have more severe droughts at that time of the year, consistently over a long time period where we are able to measure it and monitor it, then that is also climate change. And so we can generally say that Anytime there is change in our status quo, in terms of our weather, <laughs> we talk about we talk about the weather here, um, that we can monitor and measure for an extended period of time, then that is climate change. <laughs>